Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Patricia Adams Live. This is day four, leading up to Father's Day, open forum line tonight. If you'd like to speak to the host, call in at 515-602-9668. If you'd like to speak to the host tonight, 515-602-9668. And we are taking calls on the topic of fathers and Father's Day and the children of the fathers and the children of the fathers, 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 and those who know their fathers and don't know their fathers, and those whose fathers are alive and those whose fathers are deceased. We want to talk about the difficult times in those relationships, in the face of trauma, in the face of Anything that hindered that personal relationship from developing, if it was possible, and what was it like for you? If you were traumatized and you were in the household with the father figure that may have not been your biological father, it could have been someone who was stepping into the role of being that father figure in your life either before, after, or during your trauma. So we, we want to talk to children who have been traumatized, basically adults who have gone through trauma, molestation, abuse, neglect on every level, and 
how they are today, how they were then, what would they have said to the father figure, the father in their lives, if the fathers didn't know, if the fathers did know, are there questions that you want to ask your father, living or dead? We can play the empty chair game. What would you say to your father? And what do you think your father would say to you? So since I'll lead off with a situation where I was not brought up by my birth father. And when I did have the opportunity to meet my birth father, all I wanted to do was tell him about all the things that I had gone through and all the things that I had suffered in his absence, as if he was going to be a hero of sorts and remedy that, go and confront the people who had harmed me, go and address the matters that I felt had not been addressed. I don't know. I I just probably wanted him to go and beat some people up. (laughs) And I was an adult. And I remember the moment that I got ready to tell him the things that I had endured in my search for him. And he said, that's done, it's over, can't change it, really don't want to hear about it, and let's move on. Not the answer I was looking for. Not the answer I was looking for, not the answer I was hoping for. I guess having that novelty idea that I was going to meet a father who was going to be a valiant, person that would go and confront the wrongs that had happened in my life and somehow make me feel better or make the things right or make them be brought to justice. So that's coming through difficult times. That's coming through healing. That's coming through a lot. And I don't know how you maybe have dealt with similar situations. And I'm not telling you everything, obviously, but I'm kind of giving you an idea of the opportunity that I would like to have with you, whether you are a daughter or a son, biological, by birth, adopted, um, half, sibling, um, step, whatever. If you were fathered by someone who you felt weren't present and was not able to make a difference in the trauma that you endured in your life, or perhaps that person was the abuser in your life, and you would just like to stay on your heart. I I don't want you to call out your name, their name, or anything, but just say what's on your heart and, and say what you feel that you need to say. We, you know, don't definitely don't want to do the explicative thing and get into all of that. But as best as you can say, if you want to say something on the air leading up to Father's Day, empty it out. Empty it out. And don't be in bondage to Father's Day. I, I know the hardest thing in the world for me was going into 
the drugstore, wherever, gift shop, looking for a card on Mother's Day, on Father's Day, for moms on birthdays, dads on birthdays, dads on Christmas, moms on Christmas. None of the cards fit my life. None of the cards fit my situation. So I would always end up getting blank cards and having to try to contrive something to say, to be civil in that card and say as few words as I possibly could and be done. I just want anybody who's gone through the trauma to be able to say, you know, I'm not going to be depressed on Father's Day. Maybe I was depressed on Mother's Day. And I try to do a show and post on social media is that Father's Day is a commercial holiday. It's not a holiday that's etched in stone. It's not a holiday that uh, is a biblical holiday or anything like that. Because if you're going to be biblical about it, you know, we're required to honor our father and mother every day not just on Father's Day. So it's commercial because money is poured into the economy. Mother's Day is huge, poured into the economy. So I I don't want you to be in bondage this Father's Day. We've got enough going on right now without you feeling guilty about what you um, can't say, want to say, should say, the gift that you can't buy, the things that you thought you were going to be able to do for Father's Day that you aren't going to be able to do, all those things. It's like if you can honor somebody who has been honorable in your life, and, and this is this is huge, is that you believe that because you came out of somebody's loins or you were um, – <sighs> I'm trying to use, you were incubated or in, inside of a female womb that carried you, that it obligates you to that womb or to the loins of that man. It does not. It does not because giving birth does not make one a mother. Impregnating someone does not make one a father. And a lot of times, as women, we hold men to that thing, well, you got me pregnant, therefore you, my baby daddy, you, the father of my child, we go on Mari, we go on paternity court, we go on all these different shows, find my baby daddy, like seriously. When the guy was getting satisfaction, he wasn't thinking about becoming a father. So either he didn't wrap it up or for some reason uh, the condom ruptured or birth control pills weren't used, whatever. Two people didn't come out of this. Could have been the first time that you had sex when you got pregnant. Well, the first time you got pregnant and had sex, if you weren't married to that person, they weren't in a committed relationship uh, of such with you. They didn't say to you, you know, I want to be the father of your children, or they didn't say to you, I want to be the mother of your children. You were simply seeking satisfaction, sexual satisfaction. 
and suddenly you spend 18 years on child support and you haven't bonded with the child and you haven't really accepted the child as your child or they're, you're, you were so young that you were still a child yourself. So there, there's so many different dynamics, so many different different dynamics that play into this, especially in the minority community. And for the most part, putting the responsibility on someone who didn't want to be responsible and then calling that person all sorts of names and feeling bad about yourself because you don't have what Jimmy has or you don't have what Sally has. It's like you have to see that two people made a decision simply in maybe the heat of the moment or maybe it was a violation moment. And there's just so many things, so many different scenarios. And, and all I'm saying is that in the midst of the difficulties that we are already facing, please, please, please don't bemoan or get into a funk or get depressed leading up to Father's Day, on Father's Day, after Father's Day. Because having a father is an everyday occurrence. If you have a father, if you don't have a father in your life or a father figure in your life, there are, there are people who are willing to mentor, to come alongside of you and be surrogate fathers to you. But the weight of feeling unwanted and unloved and unvalued and insignificant as a child is harming a lot of people into adulthood. And if I can say anything tonight to you when you listen to this later, we're live right now, if you if you find that this something that I said has lifted this weight off of you, I hope so. I hope so. Because there is so much more living and life to do. We're coming through some very difficult times, times that I didn't think we would we would see things like this. We've, we've seen, I know personally, you know, I, I lived through the civil rights movement. I lived through um, voting fraud. I lived through being the help, being the helper's help. I lived through having to do menial tasks and belittling tasks because that's all that was afforded a person who was a minority. I witnessed live the assassination of Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy, Robert L. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Mega Evers, all these things were, were captured live, and, and, and I remember them, and the assassinations and, and the water hoses and the beatings and the billy clubs and the dogs attacking, and then to see this in 2020, 
the armed guards and, and the military or the National Guard or whatever. It's just like went through this with our Brown versus Board of Education. I mean, just all these things. And, and then never, ever would have thought that on top of that, that we would be facing a plague-like situation, a pestilence where people are dying. And, and I don't think that we're really taking it as serious as we could. And then to add to that, you have uh, people, I have friends who are serving in the military. I have friends who are serving in the police force. So not every policeman is out to kill still in the story. There are bad people and bad people behaving badly in every walk of life, private and public, church, unchurch, everywhere. It's there, it's present. And I have not been able to watch that video that people are are speaking on about George Floyd. I haven't been able to watch that. I caught just a clip of it. And the part that I saw was that a man was on the ground. That was somebody's son. That was somebody's son, somebody's uh, friend, somebody's sibling. I'm not getting into his history or anything, but that was a human being. So if you follow me on my social media or listen to me talk, I'm, I'm about the human being more than anything else. There are human beings who have done some hideous things and are doing some hideous things that need to be brought to justice. But at the same time, for the level of the lack of life and the absolute um, power that was exerted over another human being's life, I know that you can probably think of plenty of people who deserve to have that type of treatment done to them. But I don't think that he was one of them. Um, and, you know, and, and like I said, I haven't dug enough into the story, so I'm not trying to comment on that. But what I'm saying is is that we have lived through as a people, as a black people, as a nation, as white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever nationality, Indian, whatever nationality. And we have lived through some tremendous hardships. And we're facing some tremendous hardships right now. And it's not over. Everything that's happening right now, people coming in from the outside, uh, stirring up commotion and chaos. Is there a cause? Is there a just cause for justice? Yes, there is. The one thing that I do remember of all of this is that I saw the smile on the officer's face as this man's life was leaving his body. That's the part that, for me, if I had to speak about that seriously and say, should justice be served? Yes, because there was this look on his face that it gave him pleasure. To He, he was definitely, I don't think, even as big as the man that he had seduced, but he was taking pleasure in this man's suffering and ultimately in this man's loss of life. So we've got enough 
on our plate without picking up some additional baggage for Father's Day. So this is day four of 10 days of conversation. If I I interviewed uh, Linda Day yesterday, I've interviewed her before. She is the author of Staying Enough. She talked about um, the lack of involvement in her father's life while her mother was sexually abusing her and that she basically surmised into her adulthood after having a confrontation with her parents about what transpired, that her father really was clueless. He had no idea. He was focused on providing for his family. And he could not embrace what had happened in their life. And it it was too much for him. And, And she said that it wasn't too long after that that he ultimately died. He wasn't a young man. He was in his eight. The mother who sexually abused her and her sister lived almost to be 100 years old. And she said something that I thought was very profound. She says, people who have no conscience, who feel that they've done nothing wrong, tend to live a long time. But people who've been wrong tend to have their life shortened by ruminating over the wrong that's been done to them. So why is it that it seems like the wicked prosper and the wicked endure and live a long life? I think she kind of put it in a very succinct way of saying is that because their consciences are seared, they have no idea. And I've I've confronted uh, different people who have abused me, and they said, you know, they had no idea that they had harmed me to that magnitude or that I felt that strongly about it and that I was not unique in that situation. And it just kind of confirmed, you know, I was not the only person that this particular person um, who was perpetrating this harm, he was perpetrating this harm to boys and girls in in, in the same family. So when he said I was not unique, it confirmed to me that my suspicions were that I was not the only person that was being abused by him. And I shared with another young man, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, probably Thursday this week, that I am reading and going to review online. And it kind of comes as a result of my interview with Linda Day and the title of her book being Sane Enough. The author is Michelle Elliott, and it talks about uh, females who are sexual abusers of children. And this lady is an OBE in um, the United Kingdom, and I've reached out to her to interview her. I'd love to interview her on the show. haven't worked out all the details just yet, but I do have her book, and I intend to review the book on the show, even if I don't get a chance to uh, actually interview her. 
And I brought that up just simply to say is, is that we've got enough to face without picking up a commercial holiday full of bags and tricks. If you have somebody in your life who's been a good father to you, why not get ahead of Father's Day? You know, do something nice, uh, do something different that you hadn't done, something non-traditional that you hadn't done for them. And remember is that you don't have to wait for Father's Day to do something for someone who's been a father to you, who is your father. Honor your father and your mother every day. If you had a good mother, a good father, you don't want that that about honoring your mother and your father does not apply to people who have abused you and mistreated you. It does not apply. It does not apply. I mean, you know, I could I could build a case for it and, and I could prove what I'm saying. But what I'm simply saying is is that when someone has loved you in the place of someone who didn't love you, show them respect. You don't have to wait till Father's Day and get in bondage about what you can't do on Father's Day. Take some macaroni and make a macaroni card <laughs> and wish them happy Father's Day. You know, uh, if you've lost your job, you know, do something creative and and say, you know, don't go out and buy underwear and socks and a tie and stuff like that. That's, that's just, you know, done. It's over. Do something creative. You know, go out and, and pick some flowers and, and make a, a painting with flowers. I mean, there's just so many ways to tell somebody and show somebody that you love them. Do something different. Do something different. Um, and above all else, don't get caught up in the hype and don't get caught up in being um, loathing yourself, loathing your life, loathing the trauma of your life, the things that happen to you. Most of all, forgive. Forgive the people who've harmed you, the people who didn't do what you needed them to do. Forgive them, not for them, but for yourself. Set yourself free from them and from the trauma of what happened to you so that you can heal and you can you can grow and you can move past all of this pain and all this hurt. So, again, I'm saying tonight that this is day four, days leading up to 10 days of conversation about Father's Day, about daughters, sons who have gone through difficult times with their fathers or the lack of fathers. And a lot of things can be overcome. It's just time to let some things go so that you can pick up some new things. It's like you can't put something in your hand if your hand is full. You've got to let go of those things so your hands can embrace something new. So this is Patricia Adams Live, and I wish you well. I wish you hope. I wish you life. And I pray that whenever you come to yourself and you come out of 
this trauma, this illusion, this delusion of who you are, who you think you've been, who you think you're going to become, who you think loved you, didn't love you, who betrayed you, who lied to you, who used you, who abused you. When you come through this, know that it is so critical for you to stay alive, to be to be alive, to be present. Because to die, to get away from what someone has done to you, is too much satisfaction to give them. So you have to live and not die. You have to live and not die. Because the people who harmed you are living and not dying anytime soon. You have to make the decision that you too want to live and not die and not give them the satisfaction of seeing you totally and completely destroyed. You have a life and as shattered as it has been and as maybe it's going to be, know this one thing, that you are not alone. You Have people in your life who love you, who care about you, who want the best for you, who are going to stand by you. And anybody who doesn't stand by you in the midst of all of this, let them kick rocks and keep it moving. And pick up somebody else who will embrace you, love you, care about you, help you heal, help you move through all the pain and all the hurt that you've gone through as a child, all the pain and the hurt that you've gone through as an adult, all the pain and the hurt that as as children and children of children and children with children and having children, all the pain, the trauma, the abuse, the lies, the delusion, the betrayal, all of it, all of it will come to an end and justice will be served. And you will live and not die. You will live and not die because it is important to survive. There is enough things and people who are pulling for you not to make it. You owe it to yourself to prove them wrong. Again, this is Patricia Adams Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God keep you. Be strengthened. Stay alive. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of your children. Take care of you. Take care of you. They always say on the plane, before you assist anybody, put your mask on yourself first. So put your mask on yourself first before you try to rescue somebody else. Save yourself. Save yourself and save those who you have the charge over. Good night. And I will close as always with Eric Clapton.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.